Alright folks, it's been a while since I picked up this book again, but it's time for the Big Red Book, man, <laughs> by Carl Jung. It's been, fuck yeah, it's been a few years since I picked this motherfucker up, but um, it's quite a book, man. I don't know where to read from, but it's uh, it's quite a quite a book. How about how about I read chapter? What is that? Twenty x x twenty. The way of the cross. But before that, I will read. The intro. By Carl Jung himself. Okay. The years of which I have spoken to you, when I pursued the inner images, were the most important time of my life. Everything else is to be derived from this. It began at that time, and the later details hardly matter anymore. My entire life consisted in elaborating what had burst forth from the unconscious and flooded me like an enigmatic stream and threatened to break me. That was the stuff and material for more than only one life. Everything later was merely the outer classification, the scientific elaboration, and the integration into life. But the numinous beginning which contained everything was then. So this book is basically about Carl Jung's own inner journeys. And this is basically like his private... Was his private diary... Um, throughout his life. This is the Red Book Collection and then just recently they published the Black Book Collections. Um, so yeah, this is basically getting a look into Carl Jung's own inner world, inner psychology. Um, let me see. Okay, I'll just read like the first little part by Sonu Shamdasani. He's the guy who put this book together, I believe. Okay. C.G. Jung, Carl Gustav Jung, is widely recognized as a major figure in modern Western thought, and his work continues to spark controversies. He played critical roles in the formation of modern psychology, psychotherapy, and psychiatry, and a large international profession of analytical psychologists work under his name. His work has had its widest impact, however, outside professional circles. Jung and Freud are the names that most people first think of in connection with psychology, and their ideas have been widely disseminated in the arts the humanities, films, and popular culture. Jung is also widely regarded as one of the instigators of the New Age movement. However, it is startling to realize that the book that stands at the center of his over... Oh, over? On which he worked for over 16 years is only now being published. There can be a few unpublished works that have already exerted such far-reaching effects upon 20th century social and intellectual history as Jung's Red Book or Liber Novus, The New Book. Nominated by Jung to contain the nucleus of his later works, it has long been recognized as the key to comprehending their genesis. Yet aside from a few tantalizing glimpses, it has remained unavailable for study. Alright, so let's see, that is 
136. This is um, stuff that he wrote down after um, his uh, inner journeys, basically, into his subconscious. Basically, um, Jung was a shaman. Even Jordan Peterson says this, that Jung was a modern-day shaman. That is exactly what shamans do. They go into the spirit world. You can call it, from Jung's language, you can call it the subconscious or the unconscious. The, um, oh my god, what's the fucking term? The collective unconscious, okay? So that's basically, in shaman language, that's the spirit world. And shamans do their thing to get into the different frequency, vibration, whatever you want to call it, of their consciousness, and then boom, they're into this spirit world. And I believe that is also what Jesus did um, when he would... Uh, I think Jesus was... At least he knew about... Um, that type of stuff, how to go into the, because it does say that he did descend into hell, so that's just lower consciousness, okay, anyways, blah, 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 okay, the way of the cross, I saw the black serpent as it wound itself upward around the wood of the cross, it crept into the body of the crucified and emerged again, transformed from his mouth. It had become white. It wound itself around the head of the dead one like a diadem, and the light gleamed above his head, and the sun rose shining in the east. I stood and watched, and was confused, and a great weight burdened my soul. But the white bird that sat on my shoulder spoke to me. Let it rain, let the wind blow, let the waters flow and the fire burn, let each thing have its development, let becoming have its day. Truly the way leads through the crucified, that means through him to whom it was no small thing to live his own life, and who was therefore raised to magnificence. He did not simply teach what was noble and worth knowing, he lived it. It is unclear how great one's humility must be to take it upon oneself to live one's own life. The disgust of whoever wants to enter into his own life can hardly be measured. Aversion will sicken him. He makes himself vomit. His bowels pain him and his brain sinks into lassitude. He would rather devise any trick to help him escape, since nothing matches the torment of one's own way. Mm -hmm. It seems impossibly difficult, so difficult that nearly anything seems preferable to this torment. Not a few choose even to love people for fear of themselves. I believe, too, that some commit a crime to pick a quarrel with themselves. Therefore, I cling to everything that obstructs my way to myself. Um, 252. Okay, um, Jung's um, end notes, side notes, footnotes, yeah, footnotes, are just as insightful um, as everything else so I might as well read this because anything you read from Jung is just knowledge <laughs> alright 
in the black book four in black book four okay yeah so those are the ones that just got published this is spoken by his soul all right so this is going back to the part where the white bird that sat on my shoulder spoke to me okay this is spoken by his soul so the white bird is his soul is being portrayed as a white bird in this chapter and in scrutinies, we find a shift in the attribution of some statements in the black books from the soul to the other characters. <coughs> this textual revision marks an important psychological process <coughs> Excuse me, guys. in diff psychological Okay, this textual revision marks an important psychological process of differentiating the characters, separating them out from one another, and disidentifying from them. Jung discussed this process in general in 1928 in the relations between the I and the unconscious. The technique for differentiation between the I and the figures of the unconscious. In Black Book 6, the soul explains to Jung in 1916, If I am not conjoined through the uniting of the below and the above, I break down into three parts, the serpent, and in that or some other animal form I roam, living nature daimonically, arousing fear and longing, the human soul living forever within you, the celestial soul, as such, dwelling with the gods far from you and unknown to you, appearing in the form of a bird. So right here, guys, this is Jung's own soul explaining to him how he, she manifests, manifests itself. Let me say again, this is what the soul said. Jung's soul. If I am not conjoined through the uniting of the below and the above, I break down into three parts. Alright? This is Jung's metaphysics. Um, the spirit world is metaphysics. The soul is describing to Jung how it manifests itself in the matrix. So when it's not when the above and the below is not conjoined, as Jung preaches, it, his soul says it breaks down to three parts, which is the serpent, the human soul, and the form of a bird, the dove, whatever you want to call it, the eagle. And what did Jesus say? Be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. The first shall be last, the last shall be first. It's, it's, Jesus is talking about the same fucking thing. Alright. <laughs> the textual changes that Jung makes among the soul, the serpent, and the bird from the black books in this chapter and in scrutinies can be seen to be the recognition and differentiation of the threefold nature of the soul. The soul described here is the trinity. Jung's notion of the unity and multiplicity of the soul resembles Eckhart's. In Sermon 52, Eckhart wrote, The soul with her higher powers touches eternity, which is God, while her lower powers being in touch with time make her subject to change and biased toward bodily things which degrade her. This is like the Gnostic's view of how Sophia being trapped in this human cage Sophia, wisdom, light the divine spark the soul, whatever you want to call it and the Gnostics say it's, it's about learning how to transform your body into the pure bliss body, energy body light body, whatever you want to call it glorified body it's it's the same thing. It's 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 and there it's figuring out a way to just gather your soul, your astral body, the energy, and uh, just uh, leave this body behind. You're basically free now. The bird is flying away out of the cage. The body is the cage. This is what the Gnostics believe believed. Um, 
I think this is also what Jesus was trying to teach. Okay, so in Sermon 85, he wrote, Three things prevent the soul from uniting with God. The first is that she is too scattered and that she is not unitary. For when the soul is inclined toward creatures, she is not unitary. The second is when she is involved with temporal things. The third is when she is turned toward the body, for then she cannot unite with God. So again, once again, this is like the parable of the, the, the farmer sowing the seed. And how some seed that fell on good soil, some seed that fell on the road, some it's, it's basically the same thing, explaining how the soul works. Alright, now to go get back to, okay, so therefore I cling to everything that obstructs my way to myself. He who goes to himself climbs down. Pathetic and ridiculous forms appeared to the greatest prophet who came before this time. And these were the forms of his own essence. Your hell, your demons, are just your own self. That the, 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 the parts that you have ignored, or that, that you have purposely chose to be ignorant about. And your ignorance is your fear. Okay. He did not accept them, but exorcised them before others. Exactly. You face your demons, you fucking name them, label them, put them away. Alright. Ultimately, however, he was, well, not put them away, but the brighter you shine your light, the more you integrate all your ignorance by illuminating your mind. Enlightenment. It's, in, it's your soul illuminating that dark cave up there, which is your mind. So all the shadows just disappear. Okay. Ultimately, ultimately, however, he was forced to celebrate a last supper with his own poverty and to accept these forms of his own essence out of compassion, which is precisely that acceptance of the lowest in us. But this enraged the mighty lion who chased down the lost and restored it to the darkness of the depths. And like all those with power, the one with the great name wanted to erupt from the womb of the mountain like the sun. But what happened to him? His way led him before the crucified and he began to rage. He raged against the man of mockery and pain because the power of his own essence forced him to follow precisely this way as Christ had done before us. Yet he loudly proclaimed his power and greatness. No one speaks louder of his power and greatness than he from whom the earth disappears under his feet. Ultimately, the lowest in him got to him his incapacity and this crucified his spirit so that as he himself had predicted, his soul died before his body. Alright, so reading all this, this is like all this shit is happening in the spirit world, the, the, the subconscious, whatever you want to call it. To me, I've tried to think about what the fuck that is. What is this dimension, realm, whatever? It and and it, you know, really makes me think of like Avatar where you had the what was it, the world tree or the soul tree that had all the memories and what whatnot of that tribe or this planet or had all the wisdom and it's like the more we dig into nature the more we understand how complex this reality is and and yet still we still don't know why or how um, some of these things happen it's, it's just, there's still so much mystery. <clears throat> and if you think about when Jesus is saying, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as above, so below. So it's, it's your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
And it's like in the Bible, it says the new heaven and new earth will be on this planet, which sounds like the golden age. Um, where it says New Jerusalem will be a cube, perfect cube, square, box, dimensions. It's, 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 guys, it's, and all the gates will be open. Um, there will be no sun because God, the self itself, will be lighting heaven. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's New Jerusalem is going to come from above. It's the Holy Spirit. It's it's when the Spirit descended upon Samson. It's all about consciousness. Jacob's ladder. It's when your body is in some different dimension of consciousness. You're basically tapping into the matrix. And it's like the golden age is where maybe... New heaven, new earth, all this stuff is all maybe when everything goes back into alignment. How all these archaeologists are saying with these ancient temples and whatnot uh, that basically were used to look up at the stars and all that stuff. How Stonehenge is basically a representation of Saturn. How basically they thought, um, basically what, what is it like? Earth is 23 degrees off axis, hence the tilt, and apparently 10,000 years before, 10,000, 12,000 years before, apparently it was, everything was aligned to exactly 23 degrees, or the 23, it wasn't out of that, out of alignment with 20, at 23 degrees, everything was in alignment, and that's when all these ancient temples and sites actually line up perfectly with the stars and whatnot and it's just they say 10,000 years before that was basically when the ice age started to melt and how they think the pyramids in, in Giza are older than that and not just those pyramids but all these other ones around the world and it's just there's so much going on that to me the whole thing of dimensions actually scientifically makes more sense because we are being able to prove that now especially with that one uh, French doctor who basically so he took um, some DNA put it in some water and vibrated that water at a certain frequency okay and then he took out the DNA it was some sort of virus or something okay and and um, he just sent the recording of the audio the vibrations to a lab in Italy where they played that audio file for of the vibration at a certain frequency into just and just a a test tube or whatever just with water and when they played that audio clip just out of thin air well i guess water in this instance that virus was being made in front of your own eyes just through playing the the audio file recorded from France of the virus in water and then playing that recording in in Italy in the lab and it creates the so it's just like if you look at Star Trek and when they beam all these people it's basically particle physics they figured out and it's 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 just I mean, maybe we'll get there someday. I'm, I mean, what's, what's, why not, you know? But it's like, that's, I think, more like what it is. How they say how one atom over here in our universe versus a parallel universe. 
do the same exact thing, mimic each other. And it's like, how, are, how is that happening? How are they doing that? Through like billions of light years of space in between. It's like, well, how is that happening? And so I think <clears throat> it's a lot more... It's, it's, okay, anyways, I'm getting into this, okay. <sighs> no one rises above himself who has not turned his most dangerous weapon against himself. One who wants to rise above himself shall climb down and hoist himself onto himself and lug himself to the place of sacrifice. So many things. Fucking Batman Dark Knight Rises, The Mission with Robert De Niro, um, 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 what was the other one? Abraham taking Isaac. It's, it's all symbolic of the self, of the ego in this limited body realizing God's self. It's the divine, it's God living in this unconscious body, re coming to self-realization. That's what this is about. Okay. But, what's, but what must happen to a man until he realizes that outer visible success that he can grasp with his hands leads him astray? What suffering must be brought upon humanity until man gives up satisfying his longing for power over his fellow man and forever wanting others to be the same? How much blood must go on flowing until man opens his eyes and sees the way to his own path and himself as the enemy and becomes aware of his real success? You ought to be able to live with yourself but not at your neighbor's expense. The herd animal is not his brother's parasite and pest. Man, you have, you have even forgotten that you too are an animal. You actually still seem to believe that life is better elsewhere. Woe unto you if your neighbor also thinks so. But you may be sure that he does. Someone must begin to stop being childish. This is what I'm saying. We need adults again. Your, cravings satis your craving satisfies itself in you. You can offer no more precious uh, sacrificial meal to your God than yourself. May your greed consume you, for this wearies and calms it, and you will sleep well and consider the sun of each day as a gift. If you devour other things and other people, your greed remains eternally dissatisfied, for it craves more, the most costly. It craves you. Your unconscious, your ignorance is going to eat you alive. And thus you compel your desire to take your own way. You may ask others provided that you need help and advice, but you should make demands on no one, neither desiring nor expecting anything from anyone except from yourself. You have it all, my friends. It's all in you. For your craving satisfies itself only within you. You are afraid of burning in your own fire. Fucking preach. May nothing prevent you from doing so, neither anyone else's sympathy nor your more dangerous sympathy with yourself, since you should live and die with yourself. When the flame of your greed consumes you and nothing remains of you but ash, so nothing of you was steadfast. This is what Dr. Peterson says, how most of us are like 80% just brittle wood that just needs to be burnt off all right yet the flame in which you consumed yourself has illuminated many but if you flee from your fire full of fear you scorch your fellow men and the burning torment of your greed cannot die so you long as you so long as you do not desire your yourself capital S self the mouth utters the word the sign and the symbol if the word is a sign it means nothing but if the word is a symbol it means everything 
When the way enters death and we are surrounded by rot and horror, the way rises in the darkness and leaves the mouth at the saving symbol, the word. It leads the sun on high, for in the symbol there is the release of the bound human force struggling with darkness. Jung was a fucking Gnostic, man. Our freedom does not lie outside us, but within us. One can be bound outside, and yet one will still feel free, since one has burst inner bonds. None but ourselves can free our minds. Emancipate yourselves. One can certainly gain outer freedom through powerful actions, but one creates inner freedom only through the symbol. Archetypes. The symbol is the word that goes out of the mouth that one does not simply speak, but that rises out of the depths of the self as a word of power and great need and places itself unexpectedly on the tongue. It is an astonishing and perhaps seemingly irrational word, but one recognizes it as a symbol since it is alien to the conscious mind. If one accepts the symbol, it is as if a door opens leading into a new room whose existence one previously did not know. But if one does not accept the symbol, it is as if one carelessly went past this door. And since this was the only door leading to the inner chambers, one must pass outside into the streets again, exposed to everything external. But the soul suffers great need, since outer freedom is of no, no use to it. Salvation is a long road that leads through many gates. These gates are symbols. Each new gate is at first invisible. Indeed, it seems at first that it must be created, for it exists only if one has dug up the spring's root, the symbol. So this makes me think of the, you know, like the... the the ancient walls with the stargates on, chiseled on them and stuff. It's like Harry Potter just walking through the tunnel. It's about dimensions, people. We have portals. And this is about, if you understand the symbols, you can walk through... Well, we'll see. I'm sure we could do that. To find the mandrake, one needs the black dog. Since good and bad must always be united first if the symbol is to be created. As above, so below. The tree, you are, the tree is a symbol of you. It cannot, its branches cannot reach high up into the sky unless its roots reach deep down into the soil. Heaven and hell, it's you, you have to. Okay, the symbol can neither, can be neither thought up nor found. It becomes. Its becoming is like the becoming of human life in the womb. Pregnancy comes about through voluntary copulation. It goes on through willing attention. But if the depths have conceived, then the symbol grows out of itself and is born from the mind as befits a god. But in the same way a mother would like to throw herself on the child like a monster and devour it again. In the morning, when the new sun rises, the word steps out of my mouth, but is murdered lovelessly since I did not know that... Okay, let me go back to this part, because that, that is like some... Okay, but in the same way a mother would like to throw herself on the child like a monster and devour it, devour it again. So, this here, Jung is talking about the Great Mother. This is like, I picture it as just a black hole. It's, it's just another dimension portal. It's, I look at it as literally a, a vagina is a portal. Okay, so one side, so the black hole sucks in consciousness, sucks in light. Okay, so... Um, pretty simple guys like we all know how sex works the 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 male penis is light is consciousness i mean the masculine that is the manifestation of <laughs> the 
masculine consciousness, it rises. The phallus rises. We have all these obliques, all these skyscrapers. These are all symbols of... It's all dick measuring. But we're doing it in the lower perspective of, of consciousness, which is like, look at me, I'm... But the the... It just means... The masculine goes into the feminine, the plus goes into the negative, the one goes into the zero, the individual goes into the all. It's the womb is the symbol of space, of this whole thing. It's the dream, the Brahma. The, the, it, <laughs> so the seed grows and the, the, the natal um, core out of that, out of Brahma's uh navel grows the the lotus that blossoms up above the waters and in the sunlight it's 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 talking about this whole process genesis creation then there was light it's it's about sex it's about conception it's about life it's about this whole process is as above, so below. It's as macro, so micro. It's a reflection. The universe is a reflection. That's why they would picture the above the skies as more waters, as 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 if it's the stars are glimmering on the other side above, and it's water, and we're below, and it's like we're fish in an aquarium inside water, looking up into the outside and it's like how do you describe that dimension to a fish so the great mother this talks this made me think of when i was a kid back in india there was there's a lot of street dogs and there was one mom dog who had a bunch of puppies but they were all sick or sickly so she ate them up man that's the way nature works if this is what Jung's talking about, but in the same way a mother would like to throw herself on the child like a monster and devour it again. Cause you know, if if it's it's like the mom, the mo- it's talk. It's the whole way consciousness works. The mother and the child are inseparable at first. They are one unit. Hence the divine archetype of the mother of of mary with the child it's basically isis and it's it's that's one mask of the divine feminine okay so that like in shakespeare the the crone the maiden and the virgin it's just different phases in the feminine consciousness and it's just it's part of the whole process people it's once our sun depletes, it's going to turn into a supernova, black hole, and basically implode on itself. So same thing. It's just energy recycling itself. It's, it, that's all it is. In the morning when the, sun, when the new sun rises, the word steps out of my mouth, but is murdered lovelessly since I did not know that it was the Savior. The newborn child grows quickly if I accept it, and immediately it becomes my charioteer. The word is the guide, the middle way, which easily oscillates like the needle on the scales. The word is the god that rises out of the waters each morning and proclaims the guiding law to the people. Let me read that again. The word is the guide, the middle way, which easily oscillates like the needle on the scales. The word is the God that rises out of the waters each morning and proclaims the guiding law to the people. And this is interesting because um, Jung says this happens when the sun, the new sun rises, so meaning with light and consciousness. And light has structure, light has order. Light. This is going back to that one guy on 
YouTube, his, his channel is all about water holding consciousness. And if you think about it, our whole body is 70% water. And he was saying it's, it's the interaction with light and water that produces this whole illusion. The rainbow appears when you have light and water and mist. And, and that's when the rainbow is produced. It's, it's like the giveaway sign of this dimension yeah Okay, the word is the God that rises out of the waters each morning and proclaims the guiding law to the people. Outer laws and outer wisdom are eternally insufficient. Exoteric religion and all this shit is just out, outer way of doing shit. That's why you have all these people who just go through the motions but nothing happens on the inside. The word... Outer laws and outer wisdom are eternally insufficient since there is only one law and one wisdom, namely my daily law, my daily wisdom. The God renews himself each night. Paul said, renew your mind daily. The God appears in multiple guises, for when he emerges, he has assumed some of the character of the night and the nightly waters in which he slumbered and in which he struggled for renewal in the last hour of the night. Consequently, his appearance is twofold and ambiguous indeed. It even tears at the heart and the mind. On emerging, the God calls me toward the right and the left, his voice calling out to me from both sides. Yet the God wants neither the one nor the other. He wants the middle way. But the middle way, but the middle is the beginning of the long road. Man, however, can never see this beginning. He always sees only one and not the other, or the other and not the one, but never that which the one as well as the other encloses in itself. I think this is almost like the two criminals on the cross are basically like left-hand left path, right-hand path, and it's like heart versus mind, and... It's basically the one who's in the middle. It's like you're the. It's like the eye in the eye of the of the tornado is where it's the calmest. So the tornado is chaos, and everything else, on you know, that it's destroying is order, and you are right in the middle, observing uh, this play between order and chaos. And he wants the middle way, but the middle way, but the middle is the beginning of the long road. Okay. Man, however, can never see this beginning. He always sees only one, not the other, blah, blah, blah. The point of origin is where the mind and the will stand still. It is a state of suspension that evokes my outrage, my defiance, and eventually my greatest fear. For I can see nothing anymore and can no longer want anything or at least that is how it seems to me the way is a highly peculiar standstill of everything that was previously movement it is a blind waiting a doubtful listening and groping one is convinced that one will burst but the resolution is born from precisely this tension and it almost always appears where one did not expect it but what is the resolution? It is always something ancient and precisely because of this something new. For when something long since passed away comes back again in a changed world, it is new. There is nothing new under the sun. It's all a cycle. It's fashion. That's the most blatant external manifestation of this taking place. Okay. To give birth to the ancient in a new time is creation. This is the creation of the new, and that redeems me. 
when Jesus fell down in the in the in the movie, and Mary went running to him, and then he he looked at her, and he started to get back up, and he said, "I make all things new." Yeah, Jesus was bringing back this old wisdom, and he was like, "Well, if this is <clears throat> if this is the way I'm gonna get these dumb fucks' attention, then so be it." Alright, this is the creation of the new, that redeems me, and that redeems me. Salvation is the resolution of the task. The task is to give birth to the old in a new time. The soul of humanity is like the great wheel of the zodiac that rolls along the way. Astrotheology. <laughs> Everything that comes up in a constant movement from below to the heights was already there. There is no part of the wheel that does not come around again. Hence everything that has been streams upward there, and what has been will be again. For these are all things which are the inborn properties of human nature. It belongs to the essence of forward movement that what was that what was returns. It belongs yeah, so this is the Ouroboros. This is the black hole sucking everything in again and then a new galaxy forming in the womb, and then boom, explosion, let there be light, but the big bang, a new galaxy is born. It's a dance of consciousness, Taoism saying, or even, even fucking um, uh, Hinduism saying how the universe goes through these, the, uni the consciousness itself, call it God, whatever, itself goes through a slumber it's like the universe goes through a time of sleep and then a time of waking up and the yin yang the uroboros it's all just a play a, a movement kinetic movement aliveness that is what keeps the show going the show must go on in order for God itself, consciousness itself, realizing its own ignorance. And we, humans, animals, on all this nature and all this planet, is the stage where that takes place. Alright. For these are all things... It belongs to the essence of forward movement that what was returns. Only the ignorant can marvel at this, yet the meaning does not lie in the eternal recurrence of the same, but in the manner of its recurring creation at any given time. The meaning lies in the manner and the direction of the recurring creation. But how do I create my charioteer? Or do I want to be my own charioteer? I can guide myself only with will and intention. But will and intention are simply part of myself. Consequently, they are insufficient to express my wholeness. Intention is what I can foresee and willing is to want a foreseen goal, but where do I find the goal? I take it from what is presently known to me. Thus, I set the present in place of the future. In this manner, though I cannot reach the future, I artificially produce a constant present. Thus, I set the present in place of the future. Hmm. I artificially produce a constant present. Everything that would like to break into this present strikes me as a disturbance and I seek to drive it away so that my intention survives. Thus I close off the progress of life. But how can I be my own charioteer without will and intention? Therefore a wise man does not want to be a charioteer for he knows that will and, will and intention certainly attain goals but disturb the becoming of the future. Yes, so this is basically like, be water, my friends. Just, that's the way it's gonna... <laughs> least, the path of least resistance. Okay, future, futurity 
grows out of me. Futurity grows out of me. I do not create it, and yet I do, though not deliberately but and willfully, but rather against will and intention. Hmm. If I want to create the future when I work against my f- then I work against my future, and if I do not want to create it once again, I do not take sufficient part in the creation of the future, and everything happens then according to unavoidable laws to which I fall victim. Okay, so this is like him explaining walking in and out of the matrix. The ancients devised magic to compel fate. They needed it to determine outer fate. Hmm, this is so interesting. These guys are like... These guys were playing in like different dimensions, man. We need it to determine inner fate and to find the way that that we are unable to conceive. For a long time I considered what type of magic this would have to be and in the end I found nothing. Whoever cannot find it within himself should become an apprentice and so I took myself off to a far country where a great magician lived of whose reputation I had heard. Where are we at? We're at 51 minutes. Hmm, the magician is also sounds very very interesting but it's long as fuck Hmm. okay let me read this one section from there okay and then we can end there magic is a way of living if one has done one's best to steer the chariot and one then notices that a greater other is actually steering it then magical operation takes place. One cannot say what the effect of magic will be since no one can know it in advance because the magical is the lawless, which occurs without rules and by chance, so to speak. But the condition is that one totally accepts it and does not reject it in order to transfer everything to the growth of the tree. Stupidity, too, is part of this, which everyone has a great deal of, and also tastelessness, which is probably the greatest nuisance. Thus, a certain solitude and isolation are inescapable conditions of life for the well-being of oneself and of the other. Otherwise, one cannot sufficiently be oneself. A certain slowness of life, which is like a standstill, will be unavoidable. The uncertainty of such a life will most probably be its greatest burden, but still I must unite the two conflicting powers of my soul and keep them together in a true marriage until the end of my life, since the magician is called, okay, these are Greek words and I cannot read those, something, Theamon and his wife, Bakey, Bikey. I hold together what Christ has kept apart in himself and through his example in others, since the more the one half of my being strives toward the good, the more the other half journeys to hell. This was what Paul was talking about. When the month of the twin... Okay. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. But... um Get the book yourself, guys. It's definitely... It's like... It's it's so... It's, it's literally like... Um, if a shaman was to write down and record his journeys to the spirit realm... Um, is what you would get. And... I... Don't think most shamans do that, but um, Jung had basically, I think, um, landed on the same thing, and it's a great um, privilege, really, that he happened to be one of the best fucking psychologists in the world. So, yeah, it this book is definitely a great read if you want to understand how how the 
this other other dimension realm works the subconscious the spirit realm whatever you want to call it um yeah it's the the dream world the the archetypal world fantasy mythology story um symbology all this stuff art music it's all an expression of the soul and it's uh think about it without we all yes money is what <laughs> drives this show but money is a symbol of value and if you look at some of the most valuable th valuable things in the world it's uh art beauty nature um, there's just this innate value in it because it's beautiful because it's appealing because whatever it's just so without art without beauty without music without stories and, and myths and dance and all these emotions, expressions of the soul. What is the point of this whole fucking show, guys? Like, okay, all of us, let's say, become fucking billionaires. We got everything we want. Now what? <laughs> the material things, once you have all the material things, the the, the boxes checked off, all your gold and to-do lists and whatnot it's like the 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 human soul is its journey its trajectory is upwards into infinity into infinity into limitlessness and this world can only offer limit more of limit and i mean you know everyone has to go through their journey you know um, I can tell you all this right now, but it doesn't mean it'll click because you haven't gone through the process or the journey. So, but hopefully when you go are going through it and you come to one of those rare slivers of deja vu glitches, whatever, where, where you realize, wait a minute, I went full potato. Yeah, then you can remember this stuff and realize, okay, so yeah, so this is where I am on my journey. So it's like astrotheology, stories, um, music, all this stuff was basically writing down the soul's journey, basically. All these different individuals expressing themselves at different stages on their journey. And this is what they leave behind for us. Music, poetry, plays, stories, movies, fucking architecture, fucking art, sculpture, painting, all kind of shit, man. Like, if we didn't do any of that, if humans didn't create, express... What the fuck would we do on this planet, man? We'd still be like the chimps, I guess. Just fucking going around nature, just grabbing food and fucking other chimps up. Like, man, it's kind of like what some places still do anyway. So, I would like, I mean, look, that's also, we have to have those individuals also, like, because that's, I mean, look at some of the tribes in the Amazons who, who haven't been contacted by modern humans. It's like, yeah, they're still in that stage of evolution of in their journey. So it's like, you know, we have to respect that for them too. Unless, I don't know, something happens, they join us, they work with us, I don't know, we'll see. But it's like, to them... Let's say some people drop down on them on a helicopter and they're 
throwing their fucking spears and shooting their arrows and whatnot, let's say. And this fucking dude, big-ass dude in a juggernaut suit <laughs> is just being lowered down from the helicopter. He's got this big-ass machine gun. And he's just... Just fucking... Just annihilating these fucking... You know, just Stone Age hunter-gatherer technology people. And then, you know, he lands. And after him, so let's say as as, as he's shooting them, they, they, they all, you know, run back. There's some distance between them. He lands. And then after them, after him, there's some more soldiers or whatever let's say that land and um, they start to take some of these um, natives who got shot let's say and let's say you know these aren't actual bullets but more like fucking the the little sandbag bullets that will basically same same pain damage but just won't pierce you so, so yeah, he uses that, and, and then basically the doctors or whatever come down, they grab some of these uh, natives, and then hoist them back up, they take them back to their lab, whatever, do their tests, run their tests, whatever, and then they, they, they come back, and they come and drop them back off, okay? And this guy now has all these stories he is sharing to his tribe and it sounds like them it's to them it sounds like these gods came down from the sky in this fucking i don't know how they would describe a helicopter but like i don't know like a dragon let's say if that's in their consciousness and you know a dragon fucking dropped this giant who was firing like things out whatever it's just like to them we would be gods and it's like well why don't you think this already happened to humans (laughs) and it's like these aliens who came down from the skies built all these things that obviously we us humans can't even do now even with our technology at that scale with that precision it's like yeah it makes complete sense and so this is where i think i'm going so i definitely think there's aliens who came from different planets let's say who built the pyramids and all this stuff and whatnot and then they you know all these ancients would call them great teachers who came down from the sky who taught us all this stuff and you have you know in uh ancient Sumeria around 12,000 years ago boom that was like this all all of a sudden burst of civilization how they were saying it wasn't like a slow you know farming this that and then it was like boom everything at once like agriculture money roads like civilization laws like all this shit language all this shit at once happened so, I definitely think there were aliens, but I also do think um, there is stuff happening between dimensions. So, whether these aliens can do that also, travel between dimensions, and also just uh, show up as physical entities... Um, so, so this is what I'm saying. I'm confused with the aliens that have vehicles that come down here versus these sort of star beings that can travel, these light beings that like can travel between dimensions and whatnot through with their astral bodies or whatnot. It's like, I don't know which is which, so... Um, or maybe it's both, like, 
Yeah, like maybe there it's both that there there are planets out there that are that are also like planet Earth with which is like physical dimensions um, where there are other life forms in physical three D dimensions and I don't know it could be both but. Because I don't know how else to make sense of it. Because it's like you have outer and you have this sort of inner. So it's like, yeah, I guess if we look at just from outer, let's say NASA and and and, and, and SpaceX and all this and, and uh, Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin all trying to go outside our planet Earth to to basically make sure humanity survives versus this sort of inner dimension realm where it's like you are basically seeing the matrix, the coding that is running this whole simulation, hologram, whatever it is, um, but it's like physical in this dimension. So it could be both. Um, and I guess it's just a matter of technology. One is inner type of technology and one is outer. And I say, why not? Let's see where the show goes for both of them. Maybe that is how it works. Maybe the inner is what drives the outer. I think that's, from my experience, how it works anyway. So, as above, so below. So... Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, anything is possible, really, I think. Anything is fucking possible. We are just touching the surface, scratching the surface of what reality really is, I think. So, alright, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, get the book. I'm probably going to get the new Black Book series also. Um, so, yeah. Take a read. Have a read. It's a great book. Um, yeah, and be safe out there, guys. And I think from the... I, I mean, I'm continu continually doing more research, but um, so far, from what I have looked at, um, maybe you guys should buy some Bitcoin because <laughs> I think, I'm not saying put all your money in it, but I'm just saying buy some of it because I definitely think Bitcoin, at least the technology itself, has great potential for the future. I think like everything has gotten digital, digital digitized. I think it's about time money got digitized too and I think Bitcoin is like way ahead of everyone else. People are just now starting to talk about digital currency, how money needs an upgrade and I think Bitcoin's already 12 years in and has had a great track record. So I think if anything it's just gonna rise like all these other people are saying. And, yeah, just uh, just buy some, you know, because you don't want to basically miss out on it. And I think it's one of those technologies which will be a paradigm shift. So, just buy some. All right. Peace.